Oh, hello, and welcome to the Maintaining Mama podcast, the musings of a former wine mom, diet culture survivor, recovering perfectionist, and sometimes super mom, maintaining my sobriety, sanity, and self, or at least trying to. My name is Jen Butler, and I'm here to share my journey of finding freedom from alcohol, ditching diet culture, and becoming a certified professional life coach and certified professional recovery coach. My goal for this podcast is to remind you that whatever challenges you're facing right now, you are not alone and you are enough. Oh, and you are absolutely worth it. Worth what? Time and love and self-care and so much more. Recording this podcast today is uh, particularly far out of my comfort zone, but I'm going for it. Today is day 27 of my irregular menstrual cycle, so I am deep in the throes of PMS. Um, I am exhausted, I feel bloated, I have a crater that erupted on my face, um, I'm feeling antisocial, oh man, it's, I'm, it's just all the things. But I, I want to do this podcast today, I want to talk about cycle awareness Um, because I think this is so important for all of us to educate ourselves. And I also, frankly, just need to remind myself of all the tools I have at my disposal to support myself during this time. And I hope I can help you along the way. My cycle has been irregular for most of the 12 years or so since I've been off the pill after getting married and starting to try to conceive um, our first child. And man, it is so annoying. It's so annoying. Not only did it um, really challenge us in trying to conceive our first child, which took us 15 months, um, but these days, you know, it just frankly sucks not knowing how long my cycle's going to be um, or exactly when I'm going to get my period. But cycle awareness has been extremely empowering for me and it's really helped me a lot, especially as I'm entering my 40s, you know, with my childbearing years behind me and uh, perimenopause on the horizon. Um, Oh boy, within my sights. So just like with becoming alcohol free and with ditching diet culture, which I'm in the process of doing, you know, with cycle awareness, it's, it's a process of regaining the reins that's what I want to do. I want to feel like I am wearing the pants in my relationship between myself and my uterus. And by pants, of course, I mean something with stretch and an elastic waistband because those are the only pants I wear these days. As I said, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist and my irregular cycle is something that I always gave myself a very hard time about. Um, I blamed myself for the fact that my cycle was not exactly 28 days. Um, I've given myself a hard time about, you know, being weak because I'm influenced by my hormones. And honestly, that is such BS. Having researched this, this a bit and kind of lived for the past year or so being more aware of my cycle, I realize now that instead of denying the messages that my body is trying to send me, it's much more helpful to listen and to respond. It's not weakness to take a nap because I'm extra tired during PMS. It's actually showing, it's it's a sign of strength, showing that I am in touch and I am learning to listen to myself and that I trust myself. 
the more in tune I feel like I'm becoming with my body, I have definitely noticed greater inner peace and even enriched self-esteem. You know, saying all that, I feel like crap right now, but you know, <laughs> doing the best we can. Um, so I want to explain what cycle awareness means and why I think that it's so important. And much of what I know about cycle awareness, I learned from a book called Period Power, which was written by Maisie Hill. I cannot recommend this book highly enough. It is comforting. It is, oh my gosh, I just learned so much. Um, it's an easy read and it's a great reference to have. I've gone back to it many, many times since I first read it. Maisie Hill um, is super smart. She has vast knowledge about this area and experience and loads of British charm. Um, when you read the book, you feel like she's kind of holding your hand through the process of learning about our bodies. Um, so really cannot recommend the book highly enough. It, again, it's called Period Power by Maisie Hill. So she divides the phases of the monthly menstrual cycle into four seasons. Winter, which is from the first day of your period, which is the first day of your cycle until the end of your period. So that can be, you know, three to five to seven days. Of course, it varies for all of us. Um, then we go into spring, which is from when your period stops until just before ovulation. Summer is a day or two before ovulation, through ovulation, and kind of leading up to PMS. And then autumn is after ovulation to the last day of your cycle. So that's basically the PMS period where I am right now, joy of joys. And these four phases are different for each of us and they can vary from month to month, especially if you are under a certain amount of stress or if you've had a big change in your life or if you are traveling, um, you know, these, these time periods can shift from month to month. And that's why it's really important and beneficial to track your cycle, which I will get into shortly. But first I want to talk about the different phases or the different seasons. Um, so we will start with winter. So that is day one of your cycle. Both winter and spring comprise what's called the follicular phase, which is again from day one to just before ovulation. And the follicular phase is dominated by estrogen, or what Maisie Hill calls your Beyonce hormone. Um, but you still you don't have a lot of that yet during winter. So winter is when you have your period, and obviously we all feel a little bit different during this time. Some people hate it. Some people actually enjoy it. Um, I'm finding the older I get, the more I enjoy it because I like to kind of use having my period as an excuse to take more time for myself which, um, you know, don't we all need some of that right now? So, but the typical ways, you know, the typical things that happen during this period or during this time, um, during winter, you may feel more tired or more antisocial, um, but it's also a time where you may feel more introspective and it's a great time to really tune in and listen to your gut or your heart, depending on how you think about that. Maisie Hill says, quote, Consider how you can clear out the old to make way for the new and shine the spotlight on what's important to you. When you make space and are present during your winter, you'll find yourself gifted with insights and creative solutions to problems you've been stewing on for a week or a decade. And honestly, this is really, really true. I, I really urge you to try it the next time you have your period. Um, 
take some time, whether it's through meditation or just sitting quietly. I know that that's hard to do, especially for those of us who have young kids and and wear multiple hats. But the more you tune in, it's amazing the clarity that you can get during this time. You know, if you feel run down during your winter, rest. If you feel heavy or uncoordinated, you know, lay off the Tabata and hit workouts. As I said, it's a great time to meditate. And just the more present you can be during your period, the more you can tune in. Um, This really can pay off for the rest of your cycle. You can even think about it as you using this time to set an intention for your cycle. Um, And it really feels great to do this. Enter Beyonce. (laughs) So as your period wanes, your estrogen kicks in and starts to increase in your body and you start to feel amazing. This is spring. Spring has sprung. You'll notice your skin is glowing. Maybe you're waking up before your alarm and you know a workout that seemed impossible just a week or two before is now like an endorphin party and you are on top of the world. This is a great time to embrace your curiosity, to indulge the zest you're feeling for life. It's a very playful time. It's a great time for parenting. You may actually want to spend time hanging out and being playful with your kids. If you don't though, it's okay. Uh, Maisie Hill says, spring is not the time for perfection. In fact, sod perfection and aim for incompetence. (laughs) This is one of my favorite quotes of hers. Um, Just go for it, enjoy yourself. This is the time spring encourages us to do this. It is the season of giving no Fs, if you know what I mean. But all good things must must evolve and eventually come to an end. So the next two seasons are summer and autumn. And together, those two seasons make up the luteal phase. So the follicular phase is done. The luteal phase begins. And that starts the day or two before ovulation to the day before you get your period. And this phase is dominated by, instead of estrogen, progesterone. So we are going from the Beyonce hormone to what Maisie Hill hilariously calls the great sedator, um, which has just proven to be too true for me, especially as I as I get into my 40s. So summer, um, as I said, starts right before ovulation and lasts until PMS sets in. So how do you know if you are ovulating or not? You probably know this by now, especially anyone who's listening who has tried to conceive a child. Um, you need to, the best way to know whether you're ovulating is to study your discharge. Don't we all love talking about these things? But actually this is super useful and just really good to know. Um, And you ovulate when your discharge has the consistency of kind of clear, goes from like clear egg white is um, around ovulation. And when you can stretch it between your fingers a few inches, you know that you are ovulating. So summer starts right before that, and it includes ovulation. For me personally, summer is a bit of a roller coaster. Some people just feel amazing the whole way through. The older that I've gotten, the more of a roller coaster this particular season has become because I find that I feel kind of at my peak, my most amazing, right before ovulation. I have incredible workouts. I have so much energy. I I write really well. I feel creative, all the good things. Um, And then I find that once I ovulate, I have a crash and I feel kind of awful. 
Um, sometimes I even get sort of cramps or, or bloated or I get constipated during that time. I can't believe I'm talking about all this. Oh, my Lord. Uh, but we're doing this. Um, and then I will kind of bounce back again while I'm still in my summer. And then I'll crash again during autumn. And autumn generally, which I will get into, has just become really unenjoyable. Um, but despite the curveball of ovulation, summer is still generally a great season and a really positive season. And Maisie Hill encourages us to tackle big, audacious projects or goals during summer, um, to challenge ourselves, to get in the arena and strut our stuff. Um, but especially we have to, we, but also we have to be prioritizing sleep, especially after we ovulate, because once ovulation occurs, we need more rest and more food. But I'll talk about that in a sec. So again, summer could feel amazing, could be a bit of a roller coaster. Um, summer is sometimes very short, sometimes it's long. Um, to me, this is the hardest season to identify and to track because you don't always have an understanding of when you're ovulating and also it can be difficult to figure out exactly when your PMS starts, when autumn starts, um, especially within a regular cycle, like mine lucky me. So, but generally you'll know that you are in your autumn when you just feel like crap. Um, It's the doldrums. It is also a season that, as I said before, it can really be impacted by your stress level. So if you are feeling particularly stressed, say you are in month 15 of a global pandemic, um, just as an example, uh, you might have a longer autumn and a shorter summer. So if there's any other big you know, stressor in your life, you know, that will contribute to that. And autumn can seem endless as it does to me right in this moment. Um, Autumn is really not the best, but there are some things you can do during this time that make it more productive and more um, fulfilling. So autumn is a time to bask in your assertiveness. you, you know, this is a time where you have less patience and while that can be not great, it can also just be, you know, a great time to kind of write that email and tell someone like it is, um, or something like, (laughs) something like that. Um, I, I just, okay, we're going to move on. Um, this is also a time where you are able to concentrate more deeply So I have found during my autumn, it's a great time for me to read and do research. Um, I'm really enjoying doing my coaching program when I'm in my autumn, I have found that because I'm able to kind of go deep and and really stick with it for a longer period of time than my attention span during the other seasons will allow. Um, It's also a great time for reviewing and editing or also just embracing your inner Marie Kondo and cleaning out. Autumn is a great time for that. So I found I actually started writing a blog post about cycle awareness um, a few days ago during when I was still in my autumn because apparently my autumn never ends. And I found that, oh gosh, the words were just clunky. They were not coming. It was very hard for me to do the actual writing. But when I went back and started reviewing and editing what I had written, that came really easily. So I'm not going to post the blog post yet because I want to wait until I'm at a point where I can 
put some more words in and write it a little bit easier. Um, but it is a great time to to go back and review and edit. And also, recently my husband has needed help cleaning out his closet, and it's been great to do that over the past week and to help him with that because I'm in that zone. Autumn, unfortunately, is also when your inner critic comes out of hibernation. You're, you're really at your most vulnerable during this time, and your inner critic knows it. Maisie Hill has several strategies for dealing with your inner critic. Um, I use the pronoun her. My inner critic is a she, her, but you can change your pronoun um, for you know what's appropriate for you. So with my pronoun, here are the strategies that Maisie Hill recommends for dealing with your inner critic. You can hunt her down. You can stand up to her. You can grill her. You can challenge her. Or you can kill her with kindness. Um, I often will use multiple strategies depending on the day or depending on my mood. Um, I remember once I heard uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, a wonderful author, the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, describe dealing with her inner critic as, um, or maybe she described it as her fear, um, which is similar to your inner critic. And she just invites this character into the car with her. She says, you know, I let them sit in the back seat. I don't say they can't ride with me. Um, but I don't let them sit in the front seat. They, you know, they sit in the back and sometimes that works well for my inner critic. Uh, but however you decide to navigate your relationship with your inner, inner critic, just know that autumn is the time where he, she, it will tend to raise its gnarly head. Um, but also just keep in mind that autumn doesn't last forever and you will get your period and you will come out of, of this, which this is a reminder to me right now. During this time, you also wanna make sure that you're eating regularly. Your body does need more calories during this time. Your body does need more carbs during this time. Please feed yourself and rest as well. Not always easy for us to do, especially those of us who are moms or who work. Um, you know, you can't just necessarily take a nap in the middle of the day, but yesterday was Sunday and I did, and I only slept for about 20 minutes, but it made a huge difference. So. So try to eat and try to rest and know that it's truly what your body needs in this time. Try to keep your boundaries intact. Again, especially challenging right now. Um, and, and say no. Don't hesitate to say no. If you need to say no, say no. I said no to publishing my blog post because I knew that it was not ready. Um, if you need to say no to something like that, if you need to say no to a social obligation, just say no, it's fine. And once you get your period, remember, this will all start all over again. You'll be out of where you are right now and you'll be back on your next cycle. I know this is a lot of information. Um, I hope this is not too overwhelming. Uh, again, I encourage you to pick up Period Power or get another, I know there are other books that have been written on this topic. Um, take your time to read and, and to really educate yourself about this because uh, it is super, super helpful. Um, one thing that I want to talk about as well are the some tips besides reading the book, um, some tips that I have for cycle awareness. So again, education. I Knowledge is power is that phrase is sort of my number one tip for most things in life. <laughs> um, knowledge is power. So the more you learn about your body, the more you learn about the menstrual cycle, 
um, the more empowered you are, the more, the more you will have the reins. Um, also track, track your cycle. This does not have to be time consuming. Um, right now I am using my Apple health app, the period tracker in there where I just, each day of my period, I write what it is. And if I've had any symptoms like a sore back or a sore boob or constipation, whatever. Um, and for the days of my period, I track it in there so that I can go back onto my phone and look and see when I've had my periods. I also have used a bullet journal for tracking. Um, sometimes I will try to write a word or a phrase. Maisie Hill recommends writing one word for each day of your cycle. And then you can go back through the months and look and see how you feel and you'll notice patterns. So again, if you are, you know, just if you snap at somebody or if you eat uh, more carbs than you would hope that you would eat or that you'd want to eat um, or that you would have expected to eat, you can go and look and see where you are in your cycle and realize like, oh, all right, I'm in my autumn. I actually need more carbs right now. So everybody relax. So tracking um, is great. And even writing, you know, one word or one for one sentence per day about how you're feeling um, and establishing a record for yourself is super, super helpful. Um, try to balance your to-do list. So make sure along with all of your have-tos, you know, you have to go to the grocery store, you have to write a certain email, you have to finish a project. Um, try to include along with all of your have-tos, some activities that align with your cycle. So depending on where you are in your cycle for your workout, you may be doing yoga or you may be doing a Tabata workout. Um, you may need to schedule some downtime, you know, leave a Sunday afternoon open just in case you want to take a nap or sit on the couch and read a magazine. Or you may schedule some social time. If you are in your spring or your summer, this is a great time to schedule a girl's night or a date night. Um, so try to, again, look at your look at your week, think about where you are in your cycle and try to schedule in some things that align with where you are. And then finally, my fourth tip. So we've got number one, educate yourself. Number two, track your cycle. Number three, balance your to-do list. And number four, you know, again, this is one of my kind of general tips for everything because this makes a difference in every area of life. Um, gratitude. So when you're feeling awful, you're feeling out of control, you're feeling, you know, desperate, like you'll never figure things out or you'll never be able to beat PMS or anything like that. Um, take a moment, get out your gratitude journal, write three things that you're grateful for, or do a five minute gratitude focused meditation. Um, try to have some perspective and that perspective can be, you know, I'm in my autumn, PMS sucks. I hate it, but you know what? A few days from now I'll have my period and I will feel a million times better than I feel right now. That's one perspective that's helpful. Some, you know, a reminder to have. Um, and then, you know, there's the fact that we all, you know, as women, we all probably know someone our age who maybe it's a breast cancer survivor. Maybe it's someone who has had to go through early menopause. Um, we all most likely have someone in our lives who no longer menstruates, who no longer has a cycle. And, you know, on the one hand, you may think like, oh man, that's lucky to be on the other side of all this. But on the other hand, that person has gone through 
a trauma. And if you have not, you know, that's something to be grateful for. And it's okay to be grateful for that. And that may remind you that, you know, as much as it sucks to have an irregular menstrual cycle at the end of the day, I am grateful that I still have this cycle and I'm grateful for my health. I am grateful that my body is doing what it needs to do. So gratitude and keeping things in perspective, that is my my fourth tip. Um, I hope that this post has been helpful. I hope, you know, the purpose of my podcast in general is just to help women feel like they are not alone. So if you struggle with PMS, if you have an irregular cycle, I hope that this that this pod has reminded you that you are not alone in this and that in fact you are capable of taking the reins and having a little more power and a little more control. And again, you know, that could mean feeding yourself carbs, that could mean taking a nap. Um, that could also mean going to a Tabata workout when you're in your spring or summer and feeling like you're on top of the world. Um, women are, as women, we're so hard on ourselves. And I know that I used to beat myself up about so many things, especially when I was drinking. If I felt too tired or too hungry, if my skin looked dull or oily, if I was bloated or constipated, I always blamed myself. Um, removing alcohol from my life was the first step in making peace with myself and starting the process of dismantling my inner perfectionist. And doing this cycle awareness work, learning about my period, that has also been such an important step in finding greater inner peace and um, further dismantling my my inner perfectionist. Um, I know that my body deserves grace and not grief. I know that. Sometimes I have a harder time um, giving my body the grace that it deserves instead of the grief, but I do know that that's what my body and all of our bodies deserve. Monthly hormonal fluctuations should be honored. They should not be fought against or denied. Um, They should be recognized for what they are, which is our bodies doing exactly what they have evolved to do. So cycle awareness has helped me learn to listen to my body with less judgment. And in the process of that, I have come to appreciate my body more than I did before. I still have a long way to go, um, but cycle awareness has really helped me a lot in getting there. So again, I hope that this this pod has been helpful. Please let me know. You can find me on Instagram, which is at maintaining underscore mama, or you can email me at jen at maintaining hyphen mama.com. I would love to know what you think about this podcast, if there have been any insights for you, um, or if you've learned anything. And also, please, if you haven't already, dare I ask you to subscribe (laughs) to my podcast. I'm now available on six different platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. Hopefully it will be up on Apple sometime soon, but please subscribe or recommend share this podcast with a friend or family member um, and help get the word out because uh, I just want to keep helping and keep spreading the message that we are all worth it and none of us is alone. So with that, happy Monday, friends, and I'll see you again soon. Talk to you again soon.